0: Welcome into Brewcast for Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Yerdi, joined by Anthony Broom and Chris Castellani here with you. Monday night, February 8th, post-Super Bowl, headed into Tuesday, February 9th. Uh, we had, well, not a surprise here, uh, another championship for a former University of Michigan Wolverine and Tom Brady. We're going to get into it all here. Um, you know, I, I got to say, Real quick, for for anyone that's on Twitch right now, as we are every Monday night right around 7.30, appreciate you watching. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast, obviously, uh, you can join us on Twitch, get in the comment section, join the conversation during the show. Just a little heads up before I bring in my partners here uh, and Mm -hmm. found out when I got here that I uh, left my laptop charger at work here today. So good chance you might lose me uh, at some point in the show, but I do have faith that Anthony and Chris uh, will be able to bring it home here. Guys, how are we doing?
1: kind of like that movie speed except the opposite of that like if we record too slow luke explodes so um (laughs) uh it's good good to be back um you know a lot of people say that the holidays end like after new year's but like for those of us who are of the football watching variety we're still like binge eating and stress eating like the month after the holidays too because it leads right into the super bowl so today is truly like a happy new year in terms of like okay Time to do some, you know, do a good habit here and there and maybe have a a broccoli and a glass of water instead of, you know, a whiskey after dinner. Body is
0: just screaming
1: for greens. (laughs) Greens and hydration. Um, Sound like such a fitness douche right off the bat here. I'm not, I swear. But uh, no, it's good to be back. Um, We are in what, like week four of this, week three of this kind of Michigan quasi-shutdown, so... Again, as you can see behind me, if you're on Twitch, uh, the weekend is not over uh, yet for me. So, uh, killing me. I'm I'm energized. Let's go. Let's let's find something to do.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know last week's show we did, uh, I I think a good job of talking about the unfortunate circumstances with Michigan basketball being uh, shut down for a little bit here. And what I told uh, you guys on the pre-show, and I'll, I'll I'll talk about it here, is like it's very similar at this point. To what the harbaugh contract situation was like where we got we would get r- ripped in the comments of people being like man you know give us some news and we just had to clap back and be like we don't have any for a month it was there's an offer on the table maybe he signs maybe he doesn't we're kind of in the dark similarly with what's going on with michigan basketball where we know they're going to play again for sure but they will practice when they're told they can practice they, can pl- they will play when they're told they're going to play. I know I think their next game is scheduled uh, to be at Wisconsin. I think that will go on. But, yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's disappointing that we don't have uh, more news regarding that. But at the same time, that's where other sports come in handy because we had, uh, I mean, an entertaining Super Bowl probably isn't the right way to put it. But we had a, a Super Bowl with a lot of Michigan connections in a week, a weekend, no pun intended, with a lot of uh, Michigan uh, connections, obviously, with Charles Woodson and Calvin Johnson uh, officially being inducted into the hall of
0: hall of fame. So still plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Chuck, a uh, first ballot hall of famer. And, you know, I, I got to ask, you know, we, we had Chuck, you know, go into the hall. You had Tom Brady winning the super bowl. You know, you, you guys think Tom Brady is going to be a first ballot hall, hall of famer like Chuck? I think you know, he might be
1: like, like 15 <laughs> <The> years <laughs> from now. If he, pa- <laughs> if he Some pans plane. out,
0: that would have I been saw, a great I question. A s- that would have been a great question in 2003. <laughs> I, I I saw a stat on Twitter and I can't remember who who tweeted it said something along the lines of between Tom Brady's third Super Bowl appearance and his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Calvin Johnson was drafted, played a career and was inducted to the Hall of Fame in that time frame.
2: It's it's absolutely bananas. And for I mean, first of all, congratulations to Charles Woodson. And, and I this is a take and we can discuss this at, at some other point. I think there's a strong argument that across all levels of football, from high school straight to the NFL, he is the most successful non-quarterback ever. I mean, we're talking five-star recruit out of high school, two-time All-American, Heisman winner as a defensive player. Nobody could boast that claim. Two uh, nine-time Pro Bowler, a uh, d- defensive player of the year, fifth all-time in interceptions, the NFL's all-time leader in defensive touchdowns, and a Super Bowl champion. He's, I mean,
0: the Jim Thorpe of the modern era. He, he might have the GOAT football resume, to be honest with you, yeah. when you base it on three all three levels. Yeah, no, he's
2: he's the man. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, grade A guy as well. I, I mean, the most impactful Michigan athlete probably, I mean, in terms of what they did for the university, obviously Brady elsewhere uh, b- becomes number one. But in terms of what they meant to the program, I, I forgot to mention national champion in college too. That was kind of a big deal in 97. So, yeah, I mean, an unbelievably accomplished career. And I mean, that's another guy. I mean, Brady and Woodson came into the league, what, four years apart. And now Woodson's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, it just, it just defies logic what both those guys were able to do throughout their entire careers.
1: Yeah. I actually, I, I kind of wrote about it earlier. Just, I wasn't trying to do uh you know, who do you think has had a better football life, football career? I mean, two guys in very different ways who have been you know, kind of these paragons of sustained success over, You know, it's crazy to think, I mean, in the span of 20 years, um, Charles Woodson was, you know, a a Mr. Mr. Football in Ohio, and then went on to do what he did at Michigan, win the Heisman Trophy, go on to have this, this NFL career. I mean, he was the, the guy at every single level of football. And, you know, all of Tom Brady's accolades have come in the last 20 or so years just in the NFL. So Obviously, super different uh, situations, but man, I mean, love him or hate him. And and this is what cracks me up. I'm going to try not to go on too much of a rant because I know we're literally have a ticking time bomb here with uh, Luke's laptop battery, but it cracks me up like the day after any of, you know, the day after a national title game, it's all, here's your top 25 for next year, the day after the draft's done, here's your mock draft for next year. And this, this take that we've been getting for like the last four Super Bowls that Tom Brady's won, the day after the Super Bowl is, you know, is, is he the GOAT? Is he the best ever? We settled that like, I, I think the 28-3 to three Super Bowl kind of settled that. Was that. The,
2: I, I was with it when he won four, when he beat the Seahawks that year. I said, okay, mm-hmm. he's tied with Montana for championships, more accomplished career than Montana. After 28-3, to three, it was, okay, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. After six... The argument is okay. Is he on the pantheon, the Mount Rushmore of just greatest sportsmen ever? And now it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, two. Yeah. I mean, You've I don't, got more I, Super Bowl I, I than any NFL
0: from. franchise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not even a. It's not a thing anymore. And I, I do want to say this. Um, you know, we 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 talked about Chuck and, and Brady. When when you think about like a guy like Desmond Howard too, you know, because yeah. he's got a Heisman and a Super Bowl MVP, like as a, as three players to come out of a university in terms of football, like there's probably like, if there's, you know, say there's three on a Mount Rushmore instead of four, like, I, I don't know any program with, with three guys to have the success that those guys have had. I mean, Michigan at least is on the Mount Rushmore of of Mount Rushmore guys. I'd imagine. Oh, here's a, here's a quick
2: here's a quick side tangent for for Jim Harbaugh can you still sell Tom Brady as a recruiting tool if you're trying to sell like NFL success to players or is it I mean because Brady's Brady's won Super Bowls under what five different Michigan coaches four different Michigan coaches and four different presidents but it's been it's been 23 years since he enrolled into the university can you still sell that and say hey this Brady guy he you know can you still use that to sell, or is it kind of like, okay, different era, different time? As long Over, as he okay. keeps
0: coming back to talk to the players, maybe. Right. Yeah. Can we get him to do a little recruiting?
2: Yeah. It would help. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and as for, you know, kind of transitioning to the game itself, I mean, one of the weaker Super Bowls of recent memory, I would. I would put it – because I have a, I have a li- – this Chris is a guy who makes lists all the time. I have a list of all of them ranked. I have it at – in the 30s, the low 30s. I thought it was – I would put it actually ahead of the one two years ago, which was an objectively more competitive game. But there was something about this game. One, there was the novelty that came with the fact that these two quarterbacks were going up against each other. And two, I was just so blown away by the Chiefs, who were – for three years have been a video game offense – it's too bad all the coaching vacancies are filled because Todd Bowles is trying to get himself another head coaching gig. I mean, that was the equivalent of pitching a perfect game in Game 7 of the World Series, what, what they did.
0: Matt Mahomes was looking like Devin Gardner against Michigan State out Completely. there.
1: Completely. Did you see the stat where um they said Patrick Mahomes, when he dropped back to pass and, like, you know, mixed with having to scramble, he ran for, like, 489 yards last night.
2: <laughs> was it really? Yeah, I said somebody <laughs> said he ran three miles as a joke, but, wow, that is uh, – no, that's that's incredible. I mean, one of the you know Brady was the MVP and deserved the MVP. You can't give it to a unit and you can't give it to a defensive coordinator. But that was, and I texted you guys, it was reminiscent of Super Bowl forty two when the Patriots just had that you know the greatest offense ever at the time, and the, the the game plan that the Giants defensive line had shutting that team, holding that team to fourteen points. It was it was reminiscent of that, and uh, yeah, I, I'd never seen Mahomes that flustered. And I don't blame it on him. I mean, he didn't. The have thing
0: is, though, it was a it was a perfect team game that they played. You know, the defense holds the Chiefs, the number one offense in the league, to nine points. But Tampa Bay on the offensive side, they scored touchdowns in four out of five possessions during one of those stretches. I mean, yeah. it was it was literally a perfect game played by a football team. And I was
2: waiting for the other shoe to drop because it was twenty-one-six at half, and um, my I was thinking like. You knew they were going to punch back because it was kind of similar to last last year's Super Bowl, where the, the Niners had that game intact halfway through the fourth quarter. And I was waiting for the counterpunch. I was waiting for the body blow because the the Bucks played a flawless first half. I knew the Chiefs got the ball to start the second half. I was expecting they're going to drive down the field and score. And this thing's going to be a, a one possession game, and then it's going to be on. And he's the he's the goat, but it's going to be on a forty three year old quarterback to try to uh, stop a, a a rolling train that is the the Chiefs offense. And then that Fournette was just run, Fournette was running like it was junior year at LSU again. I mean, he was just steamrolling guys. And once it got to twenty eight to six, it was again. It was reminiscent of that Michigan State Michigan game from thirteen, where it's like. This thing is a 10 point. If this at 10 points, this thing is over because they can't get a first down. It was, uh, it was an incredible, uh, defensive performance. And not to take away the fact from the fact that, yeah, the guy on the other end won his seventh Super Bowl and fifth MVP. He, he was the best player on the field, but it's just, I, 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 I figured they'd score points. I knew they would. I mean, you know, Brady's the king. I mean, he's in the Matt Patricia's defense was Swiss cheese and they still almost won that game. And that's Nick Foles a couple of years ago. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it was a flawlessly executed game plan and as non-competitive as the game was, uh, there was something really interesting about just watching that go down.
1: Yeah. It's a good game. If you like, you know, breaking down defensive schemes and things like that too. I mean, it's one of those things too, where it, it's apparent to me that you know, the last time that Patrick, I, I think this was the last time and I could have this wrong. We're not, we're not pride of Detroit. We're not the NFL uh, affiliate here. So someone can correct me here. Um, I think that was the last, the last time that Patrick Mahomes was left without a touchdown pass was when they played Detroit. in Detroit last year. Yes, It
2: was for so, some reason, Matt, Patricia figured about,
1: well, and that's one of the things. So like schematically speaking, what Matt Patricia's defense did was they were just going to drop a ton of guys into coverage, clog up those lanes and, and see what, you know, Um, you hope that your front four can get to them. And the lions had terrible talent. So they weren't able to do that. The bucks have drafted extremely well. They had two of, they have two of the most, you know, athletic, you know, playmaking linebackers in the league and um you know, Devin white Levante David, like it's just, it was another example of, you know, we hear the word scheme thrown around a lot, especially, you know, with the Don Brown stuff in the last couple of years, scheme is all fine and good, but you have to guy have the guys to run it too. And, um, yeah, what you saw them do to Patrick Mahomes was like you said, he ran for 500 yards, just running away from people. Like if you can get there with your front four at any level of football, that's the key to everything. So, you know, you, you hope that, as we try to make, you know, tie this into a Michigan centric topic, like that's, that's where you're going to start, you know, seeing improvement is if those guys up front improve. And then if you have athletic linebackers, they can kind of clean things up and, and stuff the run when they need to, and, and drop into coverage. That's where you're going to have success. If you look at the box score from last night's game, it's, the two teams are pretty similar. Now the penalties on Kansas city, whether you think they were justified or not, that had a big part to play in it, but, you go look at you know, all the statistics throughout that game, even third downs, it was pretty much neck and neck. But one team made the big you know the big stops, the big plays when they needed to, and the other team just could not pass protect if their life depended on it. So um, to me, that was the story of the game. Hey, guys. Anthony from Maze and Brew here to introduce you to our friends and sponsors of the podcast, HomeFieldApparel.com. HomeField is a premium collegiate apparel brand, located right in the heart of Big Ten country in Indianapolis and makers of some of the most comfortable items of clothing you will ever own. Homefield launched its Michigan collection in early November with several awesome vintage designs that capture a lot of the things we love about the Wolverines. Everything they do and design for all schools comes from a place of love that honors the history of some of our favorite institutions across the country. So if you're looking for a gift for that Tulane grad of yours, or simply want to add some North Dakota state gear to your collection, in addition to the Michigan stuff you buy, they are the place to do it. Our listeners, our readers, the Mason Brew family can get 20% off your first purchase using the promo code MNB at homefieldapparel.com. That's promo code MNB at homefieldapparel.com for 20% off your first purchase. I promise you their gear will become an instant favorite in your collection.
0: Well, now, I mean, I got to ask you, you know, before before I go here, I need your guys' thoughts on what Anthony's got going on in the background here, because it's always a topic every year where I feel like everyone hates the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. What, what did you guys what you guys think of it? Because like my my initial thoughts were because I, you know, I like the weekend. I've, you know, even from, you know, back in like the early 2010s days and whatnot. But I, it's hard. It was hard to put on a halftime show this year that was going to be anything. I feel right. like because because I feel like the crowd actually does add something usually, you know, sure. and you could just, you could just tell that the atmosphere wasn't great. So I thought for for the situation, I, I really didn't mind it. I thought he did a pretty good job.
2: And I think that's part of the reason why they went with the weekend, too, because really it in terms of like you usually get somebody who's got had some longevity, been a star for close to a decade, right Like around there, maybe longer. Um, he hasn't been around that long and I mean, he's maybe been around, but he's been a star for like five years, six years. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason in this COVID year where you didn't have a ton of fans, you went with somebody who maybe wasn't as well-known. Uh, I like his music a lot and I thought he did a good job. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, it, like you said, it's always hip to slander the halftime performer for whatever reason, but no, I thought, I thought he did. I thought he did very well. You know, I, I probably preferred it, um, I I preferred it to the last couple, I guess. I thought Timberlake did a good job, but I preferred it to the last couple of performances because I just like his music more than, than a lot of the other performers. You know, I don't, there's not a whole lot of Jennifer Lopez songs that I like. I don't think I'm going to get slandered for that. I don't know if there's that big a crossover with Mason Brew and JLo fans, but I don't know. Um, There's yeah. You never, you never know, but um, no, I thought, I thought you did a good job, you know, relatively speaking like a solid seven, eight out of 10 personally.
1: It cracks me up that, uh, you know, over the last 20 years, again, go back to another Super Bowl that Tom Brady was playing in where you have the Janet Jackson thing and they've gone increasingly like family friendly or, you know, things like that throughout the years. And they've loosened up on that over the last number of years, but it was kind of, it was kind of, and I don't, I'm pretty indifferent to the weekend, not as a group of days, but as an artist, Um, you know, it's, it's fine. He did fine. Um, but it's an interesting juxtaposition to go from like doing a promo for Nickelodeon. And then right. we're going to smash cut to this guy who is, um, you know, singing his, his club and cocaine songs.
2: Right. He, was, he, was I, he of- did. He did <laughs> win a Teen choice for that though. Right. I saw that. Yeah, second most popular song that he won a uh, Nickelodeon <laughs> Choice Awards was about a song where he you do so much cocaine you actually can't feel your face. <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, no, I that is a good point. You know, and they 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 do fluctuate in terms of how you know how G rated they want to go. Sometimes well, here's yeah, like the I'm thing. Like, yeah,
1: here's the thing too. It's I'm there for the football game, right? And to a lesser extent. I mean, not that much of a, you know the bets, the food, all that stuff, and then you know all the other stuff comes secondary. But the halftime show, and I've been trying to stress this for years, it's not really for me. It's not for us. You know, you're the halftime shows for the moms, the girlfriends, the um, you know the teenagers watching. Um, they're not going to put the music I listen to most of the time on there. So, like I said, for me to get on here and say. Darn it, why didn't they throw Slayer on there? Or darn it, why didn't, uh, you know, insert X artist here? Um, that doesn't, uh, I can't really do that. But yeah, it was fine. Um, I, I think I'd have to go back and watch. I think he was actually singing, which yeah. I give him credit for that. So you don't see that um, often. But yeah, it's fine. Um, that's, that's the load up on a second plate third plate fourth plate depending on where you're at on in the night honestly um make yourself a drink maybe uh you know get on the phone with someone or if you're at a party talk to talk a little bit you know it it was fine i I, like i said I, i don't have a whole lot to add there but uh i'm sure the kids i'm sure the kids enjoyed it
0: yeah i thought it was fine speaking of bets how'd you guys do man i uh I had a lot of exposure on Kansas city. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was able to hit a couple props. I hit uh Mahomes over 23 and a half rush yards and over three and a half field goals made, but I had a lot of exposure on Kansas city last night. Yeah, uh, we, we, we got, well we got
2: Nick Wright jr. Over here going, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he went over oh, oh 11 on his prop bets, but uh, <laughs> and big bets as well. But no, I, I, I didn't gamble. I guess if, you know, if I did look, I would, th- that's why I don't, because I'd have put a whole lot of money on Kansas City. The this really, in terms of greatest regular season teams that I'd seen, you go oh 0- oh seven Patriots, um, 2013 Broncos were loaded, uh, the 15 mm-hmm. Panthers, and uh this year's uh Chiefs were in that discussion. I I watch Pat Mahomes every week. He's never been he's maybe been contained. Uh, Matt Patricia's crowning achievement, I guess, holding him to one <laughs> rushing touchdown and that's it. I've never seen him be stopped. So yeah, yeah. Put, in, Tampa Bay, this was like kind of a Cinderella story. They were seven and five. You no. Know? And, and uh, so I thought, yeah, I, I would have put money on, on Kansas city if I had it. That's why I don't gamble.
1: <laughs> so story before we lose Luke, cause I think that's probably coming soon
0: is, is um, down to 7%.
1: Ooh, okay. Here we go. Um, and I have witnesses for this, so I, I this is not me, you know, BSing anyone. So the last, as people know, people who follow me know, I have a dog here. She's like staring at me right now, she, as she's one to do. The last two years, I've done a little thing, where I take two Dixie cups and I write, I you know, the two teams and the point spread on it, and then I take two more and I wrote write the over, and the under, whatever the points are. I throw four treats under there. And I put them on the floor for the dog to get. Whichever she, one she knocks over, that's the bet I make. Um, last year, good old Harley picked uh, Kansas City and the over, which hit barely, if we recall last year's game. This year, proud to report, uh, she picked Tampa Bay and the under. And like I said, I have witnesses for this too. So the Harley bet She's is the greatest 2-0. gambler on earth. I know she's a wizard, um, all the pets and all the treats in the world to her. Um, I, that wasn't the big bet I made. Um, I lost that one, but <laughs> I did place the emotional hedge on the Harley bet. Harley is two and zero, and honestly, I think we might be expanding her skills to, uh, college basketball come tournament tournament time. So we'll see how things go with that. But, uh, yes, I have a betting, I have Harley, the betting black lab here a character that's amazing you need to ride that hot streak (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'll I'll try um i'll try i'll do what i can but you know the 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 adage is never bet more than you're willing to lose so again that's right trying to you know try not to go too overboard now that it's legal in our state Uh, you know on a little bit of i'm sure we'll do more betting type stuff maybe on the podcast or on the website just because that's where we're at now but uh, yeah Yeah, we, uh, we might be – I'm going to have to talk to her representation, work out some kind of deal. Maybe we can get her as a guest spot on the pod. But uh, like I said, um, the Harley bet's 2-0. and oh, So um, if anyone has a bet they need to make, I'll write I'll it on the Dixie Cups. We'll see what the dog says, and you ride with it. it.
0: Just start charging a small fee for that, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, the book, the house gets a cut of your winnings if it's t- Yeah,
0: turn it, it turn it into a – Harley the towel –
1: Little bit of juice for uh, for old Harl's here, so <laughs> yeah, but I did hit on a square that was fun too. Those are always oh man, so yeah. Well, yeah, if you
2: it, the thing is, if you hit on the third quarter, you hit on the fourth quarter this year, unfortunately, because there was no there were no points in the fourth quarter. So I know yeah. there's a lot of people who won double who won up, two quarters eh? in a row. Yeah.
1: I had seven and three in the first quarter, so that that'll That's do good it. Good numbers, it's, man. Jesus, you'll you'll take you'll take what you can get.
0: Speaking um, of that, how was that Tom Brady's first first quarter touchdown in his ten Super Bowls? What a weird statistic,
2: right? What a <laughs> yeah. strange statistic. It's that would be that would be a stat that would make sense if he would have been 0 for 9 in the Super Bowls previously. Like to to go to have that good a record and to never score a touchdown in the first quarter. And it was it was one of those things where when I heard that, like I was angry. I'm like, there's no way that's true. And I thought back to every Super Bowl he's played in. I'm like, Okay, well, the Rams once he didn't score that Panthers game that was a snoo- snooze festival the fourth quarter, and I went through every single one. I'm like, good lord, he never had one. Yeah, that's uh, because Bill a Belichick goal.
1: is conservative. That's why.
0: Clearly, yeah. Didn't he now, only have like two field goals or something too? No, I know about, he hadn't scored only? much at all. There uh, have I been
1: mean, a, there have been a lot of Patriots Super Bowls where they just kind of come out and um, it's like body blows early on, like you know the old adage about the heavyweight fight where you know things right. – ratchet up later but yeah um god it, it's i i don't i don't hate tom brady but i am kind of i'm sick of seeing him like honestly it's he's been in the league for you know he's coming back next year that's what year 22 for him yeah um and uh, like the way he looked, the way he looks, he might win one or two more. I know. I under- I'm not bet. I'm not betting
2: against him next year, guys.
0: Benjamin Button,
2: man. It's I know. Ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. It, you see. I've done the. I've always loved him, but I've gone in the circle now where like I think everyone collectively has kind of gone in that circle where they went from hating him to now they're at a point where it's like, man, I, you know, damn it, Ron Burgundy, I hate you with every breath in my body, but damn, do I respect right. you, kind of thing. I mean, like he you literally
0: just up he, he he up and left New England. It, to go and he goes to Tampa, and in year one, during a COVID
1: year with no yeah. camp, and just yeah. says, Okay, Gronk, you're coming with me. Antonio Brown, you can stay in my shed. That's fine. Right. And they just go out and win a Super Bowl. It doesn't like, happen.
0: It just does not happen in the NFL.
1: Yeah. No, it and, makes And no who
0: sense. he had
2: to go through. To, and it wasn't like, Yeah, he didn't inherit. They were seven and nine last year. It's not like he inherited some stacked team. It's not, you know, and I love Stafford, but it's not like he went to the Rams, right, or some some team that's like fringe playoff play in playoff contention. This team had made the postseason since the, you know, Obama's first term. Like it been it had been a long time. Uh, they went through Winston, that was a you know a failed experiment, and he gets them back there and they win the whole thing. I mean, it's like one of the ultimate fu moments ever in sports is him being like, because I that whole nonsense of like. He was only good because of Belichick. Because Belichick won four games when Brady was suspended, was I thought was always nonsense. But like, if there was any doubt before, that doubt be gone. I mean, like maybe he won't admit it. I bet at some point he'll he'll come around and say, yeah, this personally was the most satisfying one.
1: Oh, this was his Fu Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's yep. what it was. And well, it's his,
0: it's actually his second Fu Super Bowl because the the one where uh, Deflate Gate year right. was also the twenty. Right, that was Fu.
1: Yeah. Th- okay, so that was his Fu Goodell Super Bowl. This was his Fu yeah. Belichick <laughs> Super Bowl. So now yeah. Tom Brady's next
2: next, one, next yeah next one's gonna be what Fu COVID.
1: Yeah, I, I, it,
2: I don't I don't know. Yeah, Tom Brady yeah. has. I mean, we're more point Fu
1: I, Super Bowls. than uh, the the team local to us has playoff wins over the last sixty years. Right. It's yeah, I think insane. I think
2: Tyron, Tyron Matthew Tyron Matthew learned the hard way that it's maybe not a good idea to get this guy angry. Like no. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And then he goes I mean, after the game. Oh, so I've never big seen big him thing. like that before. You haven't? Yeah. Where have you been? Uh I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh-oh. Where are we at, Luke? How are we doing over there?
0: It it might be it might be happening. It might the be video, yeah, it looks video's like starting we're, video's we're starting to lag. Video's starting to lag.
2: You want you want me to just take us home here?
1: Oh.
0: yeah, yeah probably gonna have to i think it's uh it's it's pretty close to over for me we're, we're uh, no, i side. feel like i'm dying like i'm uh, going towards the light of a, a valiant effort nonetheless and we're, we're pretty
2: close to the end of you thing. have any final
1: words like what you know what are what are you what is your parting words for us as you go to the afterlife uh
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. It's been real fellas. You know, it's, it's, it's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. You know, <laughs> no, I get it. Oh, so,
2: yeah. And I mean, we're almost done with this thing anyway. So Luke, you know, we appreciate you uh, jumping on. So,
0: let's hope, let's hope we see some basketball. On, yeah. And that uh, was, that was the
2: other thing. I was just going to transition to real quick. Cause you know, we, I think Michigan will play this weekend. I pointed this out a week ago and it's worth reiterating again. Everyone just keeps losing. Like, now we have – this has been, and I've hammered this point home, probably about as anti-Iowa, anti-Fran McCaffrey a podcast as you're going to find. All of us remarkably vindicated uh, this, this week with uh, what they've done. I think um, there's – but at the same time, look, Michigan's still in the driver's seat. They're going up in the polls and you know, the advantage of not losing when you don't play. Uh, but there are two teams in the Big Ten that, in my opinion, finally, and we're pretty deep in the year now, have separated themselves or three teams include, you know, two, including Michigan or three, including Michigan, Ohio state and Illinois are playing at high levels. It, to me, this is Illinois reaching their full potential. It took them a long time, but this is the Illinois. I thought we'd see at the beginning of the year and um, Chris Holtman's emerging as a top five coach in the conference. I mean, what he's doing there, you're he's starting to establish the kind of consistency that Thad Mata had there in the, the late two thousands, early 2010s. And Michigan still has both those teams on their schedule not a whole lot has changed other than a lot of teams have started to lose the the gap. It was a stacked bunch that has kind of separated itself over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, this team, this is the ultimate adversity, and I don't really have much else to say, but I think they're still in, sorry, man. I had just had a diet coke. I'm do that too much. Um, and as Luke just finally gone, popped up. All right, like, uh, yeah, I mean, unless you have anything else to add there, like I just yeah, I mean, I think you probably agree. It's still in the driver's seat. still in good shape, but uh, you know, dis- you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough out of the gate because they're gonna they're gonna have to hit the ground running considering their opponents.
1: Yeah, at this point, I'm not. I mean, it, it's been helpful that they're going that everyone else is lost uh, because <laughs> yeah. there's a little there's a little little bit of wiggle room there. But um, I will ex I expect some rust and and really. I'm not like, this is a tournament team, like whatever, one seed, two seed, three seed, whatever it winds up being. Not as much worried about that. I think it's a uh, priority. Number one is using whatever time you have left this season to get back where you were when we shut things down here. So we'll see what shape that takes. Like I said, I think this team is too well coached um, assuming everyone's healthy and um, nobody was impacted by, um, you know, this, this COVID shutdown, I think they're more than talented enough to get back on track. I think they're deep enough to get back on track. They've moved up in the polls. They moved up on Kempom. I think they're pretty much locked in as number three on everything right now. Yeah. Um, at least last I checked. So like I said, I, I'm not concerned with them. Um, and I do think that they will play on Sunday on Valentine's day, which be still our beating hearts here. Right. Um, that's our Valentine for Sunday. But, um, if not, if not Sunday, if something comes up, then it will be, it sounds like the 18th and and we'll see what happens with scheduling and stuff after that. So, um, looking forward to getting them back on the floor because it has been a really, for the most part, pretty dry two weeks around here or three weeks, whatever it's been. So, um,
2: when I'm spending three hours on a Friday talking to people about Jonathan scope, re-signing with the tigers, you know, that things are kind of hit a low hit a dull point in terms of, uh, current local sports. Um, well, and you are
1: you are a masochist. I'll give you that.
2: This is true. And uh, sadly, <laughs> will continue to be until Chris Illich grows a backbone. But the, the one point I will say, because we've talked about this with football, about expectations changing throughout the season. This was a team that was not ranked preseason, which all, all, all of us thought it's kind of suspect. They, they we, we knew that they had some really good players coming in. I always thought that was a bit ridiculous expectations change throughout the season. So I'll just go on record and say right now, and look, what they what matters is what they do in, in the tournament. But right now, I would view it as a disappointment if they don't end up with a le- at least a share of the Big Ten Championship in, in the regular season. I, I think they have, and I get it that, it, that is a brutal layoff, right? And we've seen... Michigan State struggle off a of covid layoff. We've seen other teams do it. Nebraska, I mean Nebraska would, you know, struggle against an AAU team, but they were, you know, throwing up throwing up bricks and Breslin a couple of days ago after a 27-day layoff. We know they're going to struggle, but they have played too well and put themselves in too good a position through the first half plus of the season that to be anything on below at least tied for first in the standings by the end of this regular season. I think would be a little bit of a disappointment. Now, of course, the beginning of the season, things would have been different, but they've played too well to not end up with at least one banner of being hung at the end of the season, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's a little tight right now. Um, Illinois is a half game back. Ohio State's a game back. We, you know, the, Illinois is up to number six. Ohio State's up to number four. I mean, not so quietly playing some of the best basketball in the country right now. So, and again, you look at, we assume there, there's going to be some games made up here down the stretch. You come back and you're going to the Cole center, mind you, without fans, but still, um, then you play Rutgers and you play Ohio state, then you go to Indiana Then you're playing Iowa. And then you'll play Michigan state at the end of the year. And, and again, I'd have to think there's going to be a couple of rescheduled games uh, somewhere in there. So I'll stop short of calling it a disappointment. Like I said, I think for me, the biggest thing is just getting that, you know, kind of getting your groove back, so to speak, Um, before, you know, the big 10, definitely by the NCAA tournament. And again, I, I don't know how that's going to, how they're going to pull that one off this year, at least, you know, the NCAA as a whole, but like I said, this is, um, this is all just so nuts that we're still here and, and attempting to, I mean, I want them to play through this, I just don't know what that looks like. And that's, you know, that to me is more concerning than what they look like when they're back on the floor.
2: For sure. Yeah. And and there will, there will be rust. And I I mentioned this last week to a a lot of these guys, this is the longest they've gone without playing an organized game since they were a very young age. This is a tough task. This is a tall order that they're being asked to come uh, to come back from. But as I stated last week, I will believe in this team until I don't believe in this team. They have played too well not to earn the benefit of the doubt. So I I don't have anything else to add. You want to just uh, plug social media and uh, call it a night?
1: You know you can follow us uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Uh, at Mays and Brew on Twitter. Follow the Discord. I keep saying I'm gonna throw the link back up to that, but I'm I've been forgetting to do that. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. And like I said, we appreciate your guys's time and and for listening.
2: For sure, at Anthony T. Broom on Twitter, like you said, and uh, I'll, I'll plug Luke's real quick. Uh, unfortunately, the weird circumstances, but you can follow him <laughs> on Twitter at Luke G H I A R D I on Twitter. You can follow me at Castellani twenty fourteen, as uh, Ant described last week. Social media is rat poison, so I haven't been on there in a while. I'm I'm, I'm working through some stuff, and we'll. Uh, We'll see if there's a comeback in the works at some point. I, I To be honest, I, truthfully, I don't know right now. But you can follow my other show at Locked on Tigers on Twitter. That is available wherever podcasts uh, can be found uh, on uh, I, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. So please uh, follow us on uh, all those platforms. Appreciate it, everybody, for sticking with us. We will be right back here. Well, we'll be ba- back here on Monday with the Hoops Pod. I mean, I, I, assuming they do play a game, we will return. With that, we'll record it on Sunday, upload it on Monday, and then we'll be back with the Brewcast next week on Monday night, and you can listen to it uh, when it's uploaded on Tuesday as well. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Go Blue.